0: I took this course on the psychology of creativity. And I think that was the first time that those two worlds merged for me. You know, my love for psychology and my love for, for for creativity.
1: Welcome to the Compassionate Creative, the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion, authenticity, and integrity. I'm your host, Charlene Dinger a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello, and welcome back to the Compassionate Creative Podcast. So lovely to have you here once again, my beautiful listener. I'm so grateful that you're here with me once again for episode 12. Today, I have a really fun episode with Bianca Demetrius. She is a psychotherapist and creative coach, and today we're going to be exploring the psychology of creativity. Now, this is actually my very first guest who I haven't really connected with before, and It was a really wonderful conversation, and I just want to let you know that um, Bianca has a new workbook out, and you should definitely be checking it out, especially if you are in a creative industry. So this new workbook is a guide to help you figure out what's blocking your creative flow, which we talk a lot about in this episode, and this workbook also helps to identify when and how you flow and Will help you discover what your emotional, environmental, and psychological blocks are. So this PDF um, or ebook that she has created has worksheets to help you develop a personalized plan to help prevent or manage creative blocks, um, which again we talk a lot about in this in this episode. So we're also going to touch upon how she got into studying the psychology of creativity, um, and you know just how we can kind of help ourselves as creatives get into flow how we can avoid burning out and you know how we can kind of maintain that creative flow and that creative abundance so without further ado i would like to please welcome bianca demetrius Joy. hello bianca welcome to the compassionate creative podcast Hi Charlene. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really excited because you are actually the first person that I'm having on the, on the podcast that we've never met, you know, we've never really oh had goodness. yeah, <laughs> any kind of, any kind of connection. And, um, you know, the way that, that at we kind of connected was over Instagram, which, you know, mm-hmm. is, is pretty cool, the power of, of the online community. And I just kind of started following you. And we started following each other because you were posting a lot of like similar content and just like really wonderful things to help creatives. And then it turns out that we actually do have a mutual friend, Fab, yeah. <laughs> who kind of contacted both of us and was like, you guys should collaborate. You know, you two should do something together. So I just love like the serendipity of it all. I think it's super, super cool. So I'm really, really excited to have you on the podcast today.
0: I'm Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. It's such a small world, my goodness. It is. <laughs>
1: well, I thank you for being here. And I want to jump right into the first question for you. And sure. that is, how have you shown yourself compassion today?
0: Oh my goodness. I am actually sipping on a peppermint tea uh, nice. black. It is my like favorite way to start the day. It's stimulating, so I find that it really helps in the morning. Um, I can't really drink coffee. So mm. for me, this is my uh, go to, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's warm and it's soothing, especially this time of year when it's so cold and damp, at least on this side of the country. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah,
1: that's a lovely way to show yourself compassion. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool thing about this particular episode is you are, you are a practicing psychotherapist and part of like what I just Love so much about your content and what you are sharing through your work is this idea of helping creatives through the psychology of creativity. So, Mm -hmm. maybe you could just share with the listeners a little bit of your background, you know, like what your studies were, how you kind of got into this place of helping creatives through psychology.
0: Yeah, sure. So it's a bit of, um, I guess, a journey, I guess you could say. So from when I was young, I was always sort of in the arts. Um, My mom had put me into like modeling as a baby um, Mm -hmm. when newspapers were, you know, mailed to people's homes. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, um, (laughs) but I was, you know, in in, in there. And so I was always a social um, butterfly from when I was very young. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, you know, I got into drama. I took vocal lessons, piano, and and I always was surrounded by creatives. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say creatives, I guess I, I, you know, it's beyond artists, you know, um, anyone, right, that really sort of taps into that inner creativity. And so um, when I, I guess, entered into the university, Part of my life, I pursued psychology. that was just something I always loved,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: within psychology, you know there's this umbrella of positive psychology and and I took this course on the psychology of creativity, mm-hmm. and I think that was the first time that those two worlds merged for me you mm-hmm. know my love for psychology and my love for 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 creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I also took courses in motivational psych, so I'm looking at you know what motivates people, what you know what drives people. Um, cognitive psych, so you know, looking at how people think and problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always interested in, in that part. Uh, and so then, fast forward, you know, I ended up. Um, you know, working in the clinical side of things working in hospital um, You know, eventually found my way in private practice and it was actually when I moved to BC that um, the people I was supporting started to change. I don't know if Vancouver is like a hub for creatives um, but the folks that started coming through my door were actors and writers and authors and um, who else have I had uh, artists of all sorts mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Um, anime and and cool. anyhow um through that that's when I guess a, a part of my practice started to shift and I started mm. helping people around their blocks and I started seeing these patterns I should also add that I'm married to a creative so my yes. husband works um in the animation industry he's a um visual development artist. And and so he's been my muse really. Right. We've been together eight years and sort of just watching him go through those phases of like really high productivity and creativity and then mm-hmm. blocked. Right? right. Right. Um and and so anyhow I had all of these sort of moving parts going on in my life. And it was actually this summer I was just hanging out on my couch. And I guess you could have you could say I had one of those Eureka moments, right? right. And it just sort of the apple hit me on the head and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, creativity consulting creativity coaching like that is me that's what I've been doing right. um you know and then in hindsight I started you know piecing together or uh, or you know piecing together all the dots yeah. and and realized that I had I had been doing this you know totally. like I said I'm surrounded by creatives so um yeah I guess you could say it was a bunch of things that led me to to where I am now and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've finally been able to put it all together
1: I love that. I love that total journey, like such a beautiful journey as well. And I love that, you know, you kind of have like these different worlds merging, but really, you know, the, like the psychology of creativity is, is really just like the psychology of, of human beings, because like we're, we're all creatives, but um, it's really, really interesting also that, you know, you ended up with an artist you sort of have him there to to kind of like work things work things out right or kind of like help him work things out so I love that especially as as artists sometimes we really get in our heads you know we we really Mm -hmm. kind of um we really battle ourselves you know um and and I think that it's it's such a cool concept to like have this creativity coach to kind of have um a, a place, a platform where creatives can go to kind of get get advice on um, certain things that that might help with with that create that creative work, or you know, kind of help to like get into into flow. Um, mm-hmm. So I exactly. think it's wonderful. Yeah. I'm fascinated by you and fascinated by your work. So it's really exciting yeah going along with with what you mentioned about noticing patterns and noticing Mm -hmm. how creatives kind of like run into blocks what what are some ways then that creatives that artists can kind of get over these creative blocks or work through them
0: yeah, oh, I mean the first thing is awareness, mm. and 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 I think you know that might sound simple, but for for a lot of folks, especially in this busy life that we have, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's go go go, mm-hmm. um, it's this constant, right? Like there's no rest, or or rest isn't I guess valued as much, right? right. Um, we are sort of not paying attention to mm. the signals mm-hmm. um, that that our body might be sending, that our heart and our mind. Um, and so the first step for any creative is to to sort of pause and and understand okay what's going on with me mm-hmm. right like what, what where am I at right now am I am I happy with things am I am I okay with the direction that mm-hmm. I'm that I'm heading mm-hmm. um, or am I noticing that there there might be a problem there might be something that I'm running into. Yeah, so the first, first place is awareness. Mm-hmm. And then once you're aware, you're able to really establish a plan moving forward. So for example, if you become aware that, hey, I am much more productive in the mornings versus the evenings, no right. wonder why I'm blocked. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to you know, um, do my choreography at night mm-hmm. or compose at night mm-hmm. or right, paint at night, and it's just not working. Um, so you've identified that, hey, that's my block, right? right. I'm not aligned with my peak of productivity. Um, and you can switch gears, right? And, yeah. and it could be a, something as simple as that. So that's what I mean about how awareness has such a big role in, in how
1: someone can move forward. Yes, yes. That makes so much sense. Just mm-hmm. bringing, bringing that awareness. And I guess, you know, that that also brings in, like in my mind, that brings in this component of self-compassion, you know, and that's that's yeah. why I always start the podcast by asking my guests, you know, how have you shown yourself compassion today? Because I mm-hmm. think that's really the first step in number one, connecting to yourself. And then number two, mm-hmm. having that connection to yourself then kind of helps with bringing the awareness aspect so that when those mm-hmm. moments do arise, you have the the you know you have the foundation, you have the base to then be able to create that awareness. so I think it's really important. Yeah. I love all of the content that you create your your um your Instagram account is helping dot create and <laughs> Everybody needs to go follow this account because Bianca creates these really beautiful images with little tips and tools for creatives. And I just love them. And um a a, a a theme that has come up in a, in a couple other episodes as well is burnout. It yeah. is really, really affecting a lot of people. Um, so I wondered yeah. if you could maybe touch upon, you know, what is creative burnout? Why does it happen? And, you know, what are some of the tools and skills that we can use to prevent it?
0: Yeah. So let's talk about burnout. So, burnout is something that I think most of us, many of us, have experienced at some point. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's, it doesn't look the same for everyone and it doesn't last in terms of duration the same for everyone. So, it, you know, it's your unique, unique experience. Right. But essentially, it's when you're physically emotionally and mentally exhausted and and it's the type of exhaustion that doesn't go away you mm. sleep so you know it's that it's that thing where you, you've slept for eight hours and you wake up and you're still dragging your heels in the mud right. why is that so that's burnout creative burnout is all of that and it's this feeling of your creative fuel being just completely mm-hmm. depleted um it's hard to find inspiration it's hard to feel curious You know, maybe you've lost interest in that creative Mm. project, um, that you've been working on, you know, a lot of, um, creatives, you know, struggle with that inner critic or feelings of perfectionism. And when you're burnt out, those are just amplified, right? right? Um, and so you you start to notice that, you know, your, your your opinion and your attitudes towards, um, something that you once really loved is just Mm -hmm. sort of, um, -hmm. going away, right? So so once you sort of established that, as I said, there's three components to burnout. And so there's the physical component, there's the emotional, and then there's the mental. And so in order to, you know, refill your cup is mm-hmm. how I like to describe it. You know, imagine you're a cup and when you're energized and you're full and, and that capacity to create is at, at, at its peak, your cup right. is full. But then, as you pour, right? I'm pouring into my work. I'm pouring into my family. I'm pouring into my mm-hmm. my job. I'm pouring into my passion. And if you're not refilling, that cup is completely empty. Totally. And so, in order to in order to counter burnout, we need to refill your cup, and that's going to come from a number of of different things. And so, examples of you know ways for physical. Um, or to, I guess, to uh, re-energize you physically would be to deep breathing. I think when people think of physical, they assume it's always Mm -hmm. exercise. That's really Mm -hmm. helpful, but it's not just exercise, right? I mean, deep breathing, as you said, meditative Mm -hmm. practice, belly breathing, right? That's physical. Sleep, that's Mm -hmm. very physical, isn't it? Um, So getting rest. Um, And then the emotional side of things, um, it's about processing. So do you have an outlet? And, And For everyone, that outlet is Mm. so different, right? One person's outlet could be um, exercise. Another person's emotional outlet could be maybe therapy or talking to a close friend. Um, Or maybe a a third might just need to cry Mm. it out, right? Um, And so there's the emotional and then the mental. And that's really sort of looking at the conversation you're having Mm. with yourself. What does that Mm. sound like? You know, what are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that, you know, you're no good? that things will never get better, right? Um, And so once you start looking at that conversation, you can counter it. So all of those different things, if if you can sort of come at it from those three different ways, you'll start to notice that you'll slowly uh, feel that that fog
1: over your head or that cloud over your head is starting to drift Mm -hmm. away and you'll start to come out of that Mm right now so many wonderful things to think about like as you were as you were sharing all of that I literally could relate to everything that you were saying <laughs> you know that like hitting that wall and just like not really knowing why and when I think right. back on it definitely was like not getting enough sleep or was overexerting myself right. you know working too many hours right. Um, so that makes yeah. all of the sense so I hope that that kind of helps with anyone that might be feeling burnt out um you know and again i highly highly recommend you you check out bianca's um, page for more tips because there's some really wonderful stuff on there that has been really helpful to me anyways another question for you with regards to flow because flow was something that you know has always just like When I finally kind of learned more about it in one of my psych courses, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this makes so much sense. Like, you know, and I've tried to, like, think back to times where I have been in in a flow state. Um, Can you just explain, you know, what what is the state of flow and are there ways that creatives can kind of enhance that or like how can we get into that state?
0: yeah absolutely um so flow is this universal experience so people no matter your class or culture your gender age everyone can experience flow um so that's important because i think there's this assumption that only right a certain type Mm. of creative experiences Mm -hmm. it um so so flow is essentially complete immersion in an activity Mm -hmm. okay so you're fully absorbed in it you're completely concentrated Mm -hmm. And there's this distorted sense of time. So it either feels like time mm. is sped up, you know, you look at the time, it's like, how did, how did right. 10 hours go by, right. you know? Um, or it could feel like time slows down. Um, so for maybe folks who may be like mm. athletes, it's, you know, when they're doing some sort of play, you know, everything just slows mm. down. Um, so... So there's a distorted sense of time. And the important thing about flow is that there's a balance between the challenge and your skill. And and I think this is where a lot of folks run into challenges um, when it comes to entering mm-hmm. flow. Because if the challenge is too hard, there's it's going to be tough for you to feel confident. It's going to be tough for it to feel enjoyable, right? So you probably won't mm-hmm. enter flow. But on the flip side, if the challenge is too easy, you'll feel bored right? You'll feel unmotivated. And so to be in flow, there has to be a balance of both. And the other thing is the person has to feel complete control over Mm -hmm. that task. So if you feel powerless or if you feel helpless, challenges are you're not going to enter flow. So it's like Mm -hmm. empowerment, Mm -hmm. right? You got this, you know? So so that's essentially what flow is, if that makes sense. Um, and and you can experience flow in a number of different ways. So you can experience flow in music and art, but also in mm-hmm. sports, in game, and technology. Right? You can experience flow mm-hmm. in the workplace, uh, flow in flow in education. So if you're a student, you definitely can get into flow while you're writing those cool. papers, right? Um, and, and in hobbies, um,
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah. And so your other part, other part of the question was how like to, how,
1: yeah, is there, or is there any way that, you know, um, someone could kind of enhance or like get into a state of flow or like, is there something that we can do yes. to get into it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, flow can be mm. cultivated, you can, it can um, develop it. Um, And there are things that you can do to to, um, get into flow and to maintain it. And so one of the first things is making sure you have very clear Mm -hmm. goals about what you're trying to do. Ambiguity is not Mm -hmm. going to help. Right. If you're trying to accomplish something and you just don't have an understanding of, okay, well, what am I right. trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and how long, how long am I trying to do this for? Um, it, it, you're not going to be very, feeling very confident right. in that, right? So the minute you start to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to bake um, this recipe mm-hmm. cookies I found, super mm-hmm. clear, right? Super clear. You know what you're doing. And chances are because of that, you're getting into mm-hmm. a state of flow if mm-hmm. that's your thing, okay? So having clear goals. In um, eliminating distractions, this is mm. so key. In order to get into flow, the person should have their undivided attention on their that task for about 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Um, right. So, so let's say for let's round it up to 20 minutes. So you need to be doing something for about 20 minutes with complete focus and mm-hmm. concentration, or you to feel that flow, the minute you are distracted, whether you're distracted by the things around you or you're, you're distracted by the things within you, so like mm-hmm. your thoughts, your emotions, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, um, that's going to take you out of that and it disrupts your flow.
1: Right Very, very cool. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think I when we started chatting earlier, I also mentioned about um, our biological mm-hmm. peak time. So this is this knowing what time of day you uh, are most productive. Some people are right night, mm-hmm. night owls and, and some people are are morning birds. And so if you are trying to accomplish something and it doesn't align with your biological peak time, you're going to have a hard time getting mm-hmm. it slow.
1: Okay. Lots to think about there. Lots to think about there. But um, I think that a lot of those things can very easily be implemented the more you practice it, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest takeaway. I think for some folks, there's this assumption that flow is is this sort of organic thing that just mm. happens and you have no control. And and don't get me wrong, in some instances, it, it probably mm. is that Um but you can do something about it. There is a science behind mm-hmm. flow. Um, and, and if you put certain things in place, it will increase your chances of getting into flow and it'll keep you in flow longer.
1: That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Bianca, I want to ask you, how does fostering creativity bring more joy to your life?
0: Oh, gosh, that's a big one, huh? Um yeah. So, you know, as I said, I was all I've always considered myself a creative. Um and, and outside of those things that I mentioned when I was a kid, I mean I scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> I have a one year old and parenting takes a whole lot of creativity, sure. let me tell you. Um so, you know, I I've I have these creative outlets and I notice that when I feel um that satisfaction, that happiness, that, like you mm. said, that joy, it's when I'm using um, that part of myself, um, the part that's not so maybe goal-driven, not so like tunnel vision, but that one is just open to like all possibilities. Mm. It's fun. It's playful. You know, when we're repeatedly faced with the same sort of problems or issues, we, we need to figure out different ways mm. to go about it. And that takes a lot mm. of creativity. And for myself, I find that I've had the most success in my life getting through obstacles when I did things that were out of the box. When I maybe, you know, went along the unbeaten trail, um, like that's when I uh, really sort of propelled myself forward. So creativity, not just in terms of joy, but also in terms of um, just keeping me mm. afloat, right, in this this crazy world we're in. Um, it's it's just been such a
1: useful thing yes. to have. Yes, that's wonderful. That's mm-hmm. so great. Well. Bianca I want to thank you so much for sharing your time and sharing all of your knowledge and your experiences this has been really enlightening and you know has um really sparked that curiosity for me I am going to open up some of my mm-hmm. psych books again and um dive right in because yeah this has just really opened up a lot a lot for me I think it's it's super super cool and I'm going to geek out on some some creativity psych, but I have um, I have one more question for you. And then I want to play a little lightning round after that. In all of your work, in everything that you're putting out into the world, what does being a compassionate creative mean to you?
0: Yeah. Um, like, as I said, you know, I've been doing the clinical thing for over mm-hmm. a decade now. And so I've always considered myself a helper. That's a big part of who I am. And so when I think of being a compassionate creative, it's, it's, you know, putting things out there with my unique twist on it, but also with staying true to myself and that's helping. And that's why I have incorporated into my practice, right? Because I am a helper. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to support people through maybe their trickier or tougher mm-hmm. times in life. Um, so for me, being a compassionate creative is it, not just the content I'm creative, but being able to help and support anyone out there who's who's trying to live a more creative and authentic life. I love that.
1: That's so beautiful. I have a fun little lightning round that I've been trying that I'd love to play with you if you're up for it. Okay, sure. <laughs> Favorite method of self-care? Running. Go-to activity when you need some creative inspiration? Daydreaming. Best way to show compassion to strangers? Smiling. I feel free to express my most authentic self when I dance. And finally, self-compassion is (sighs) anything you wanted to see. Oh, I love that. I so love that. Amazing. Thanks for playing. That was fun. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Bianca. I had such a wonderful time chatting with you. I'm so, That's so, fun. so glad we connected and, you yeah. know, that shout out to Fabio for, for hooking us up and getting us Thanks, in touch. Yeah. yeah. And I wish you a beautiful rest of your day. And thank you again for being here
0: and thank you for having me. I think this is wonderful what you're doing. Like, as I said, this is really great having this platform to, um, you know, um, talk about how, how to live a compassionate, creative life. And it's awesome.
1: What a wonderful conversation. That was so great. I want to thank Bianca so much for sharing her wisdom, her experiences. I hope that you were able to get something out of that conversation as well. Like I said, be sure to check her out, have a look at her ebook, check out her content. She's doing some amazing work. I'm always so grateful when you take the time to check out the podcast. Please feel free to tell a friend, spread the word, and always feel free to reach out to me. You know that I'm doing these free flow Fridays every other week. So let me know what you want to hear about any questions that you have, any topics that you want me to touch upon until then take care. And I will see you next time.